See, I thought today you should know that God still answers prayer. And it's been so great to have Johan, Jody, and Caleb here in studio. This is Carter Conlon, and we're coming to you today from the recording studio in our Bible school, Times Square Church's Bible school called Summit International School of Ministry. You can find it on the website at summitpa.org. And I'm just so excited today to be with three fine young people who have come to us from Massachusetts, from India, and from Ireland. And each one of them have a special story to tell us today. Now today, I thought you should know that God still answers prayer. As a matter of fact, you're going to hear stories that show you that he's not just answering prayer. According to Mark chapter 11, he's still moving mountains. Now you remember the story in Mark chapter 11 when Jesus was heading into Jerusalem and he was hungry and there was a tree there and he, uh, it bore no fruit. It was a deceptive tree. It, it, it promised nourishment, but there was nothing on it. So he, he cursed that fig tree. The next day as they're passing by in the morning, Peter said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For truly, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he said he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I mean, if people just even believed this little portion of scripture that came from the mouth of Jesus Christ, the prayer meeting would be the biggest meeting in the church of Jesus Christ. Just the reality that, you know, you don't have to just spend your life focusing on every fig tree that crops up, you know, and, and a lot of people's prayer lives are like that. They, it's just individual circumstance to circumstance to circumstance. And, and is it possible that in some cases, Jesus is saying, let's not just go after the little fig trees that blossom on this, this piece of ground, but let's, let's go after the whole mountain. Let's go after this, this place that allows these things to grow. And that's what happened in the life of Caleb from Massachusetts and Jody from Ireland and Johan from India. They're going to talk to us about that today. But Caleb, I want to start with you today yes. because you have a, you have a story yes. about a mountain, not, not just a, a fig tree, not mm -hmm. just like just one circumstance or one instance where people tried to label you, for example, but mm -hmm. the whole mountain mm -hmm. that led you for 20 something years, 26 years, really, to yeah. believe that you were a certain type of person. Yeah. And so you probably, as a, as a believer, you spent time praying about the, every individual circumstance. You know, forgive that person for what they said. Yeah. God, help me with this particular test mm -hmm. I'm about to write. Help me to understand this. So those are the fig trees in your life. Mm -hmm. But Jesus said, well, let's go, let's go after something deeper than the fig trees. Let's mm -hmm. go after the mountain. Yeah. And that's what, that's what God did in your life. So mm -hmm. I want you to tell us, how did he do that? What did he do in your life? And, and for the sake of people out there that really just need to know that Jesus Christ still answers prayer yeah. in a powerful way today. Go ahead and tell us your story. Well, uh, I was uh, labeled and diagnosed with ADHD um, from the age of five. And from the age of five, uh, I was put on medication until I was 18. And I was, I was put into um, 
special schools. Um, if I was in public school, I would have been in the special programs, special needs uh, classes. Uh, and then in high school, I went to a boarding school that specialized in learning disabilities. And it was great for a time, but when I got out of high school and I went into college, I failed. And I failed um, because I thought of myself as disabled, that I couldn't do it. There were a number of reasons why I actually failed, but one of them was because I thought that I was disabled. And, um, and when it came to school, I really enjoy school. But the thing that scares me the most was writing papers. Mm -hmm. And when I would write papers, I would get anxiety attacks. Even if it was just a page long, I would just like shortness of breath, start freaking out about it. And I said, I can't do this. I'm disabled. I can't do and this. And because people told you you couldn't yes. do it, right? Yes. Uh, I was told that I have ADHD. I was told that I had dyslexia. Um, and first off, I just want to say that my mind is made in the image of God. That just because I think differently doesn't mean that uh, I'm disabled. It just mm -hmm. means that I have a different process of thinking. And I've come to learn through God and through being here at school uh, at Summit is that's actually a great thing. And that's a good thing because if all our minds were made the exact same, it wouldn't actually bring glory to how magnificent and how vast and great God is. Mm -hmm. And he made everybody at this table's mind different. And just if just because you don't fit into the box of learning, uh, that that some system or some people set up for uh, kids from the age of five to twelve, just because you don't fit into that, they start labeling you different things. Uh, doesn't mean that you're disabled. It just means that there's something wrong with the system, mm -hmm. and inherently this learning system. And so when I came to Summit, uh, I was very hesitant because I had dropped out of two colleges. Uh, I had pursued an acting career, and I was like, this is my life now, acting. And then God got a hold of my life and started just edging me back into the idea of going to school. And I was really hesitant, and then I was like, yes, I'll go to Summit, Lord. This is what you want me to do. And while I was here, I was like, this is going to be great. I'm just going to learn about God. As long as there's no papers, it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And then I come to find out that like 90% of our schoolwork here is writing papers <laughs> and reading books and reading books <laughs> yeah. because yeah. I was uh, diagnosed with dyslexia too. Yeah. So I was like, this is insane. I don't think I can do this. Um, and uh, my first semester here, we had five papers to write. And I went to uh, one of the teacher's uh, offices and I said, I don't think I can do this. I'm disabled. And he looked at me and he said, Caleb, you're not disabled. You just learn differently. And that's fine. So let's find a practical way to get you to get these papers done. I said, okay. So I started thinking about it and praying about it. And I was like, all right, Lord, what are some practical ways? And I was sitting in class and I found out that I had another paper to write. So that was five in total. Uh, I thought I had four, well, but then it was five in total. Now that's your mountain. That's, yeah, that's, there's my mountain in a yeah. week and a half. Yeah. And each paper has at least four pages long with a lot of research. And I stood up. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And I went outside and I started to pray and said, God, give me practical ways. 
giving me practical ways to get over this. And I started saying Bible verses. Like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can, uh, he was in me is greater than he was in the world. And I just started feeling the anxiety that come back. And I started hyperventilating. And mm -hmm. I uh, mm -hmm. actually had an anxiety attack right outside this building. And I was outside and I was starting to breathe, the shortness of breath. And, and I just heard a still small voice say, stop and breathe. And so I stopped and breathed. And then I heard it say, I'm with you. I love you. I'm going to help you get through this and it's going to help other people. And then I said, okay, God, that's, that's great. But are you going to help me get the papers done? And, and he goes, yes, I'm going to help you get the papers done. Just breathe and know that I am with you. And out of all those five papers, three of them, I got one hundreds on, um, wow. my lowest grade was a 94. Wow. And not only that, um, I'm graduating in a month and, and I, I have a lot more papers to write, but I'm not worried about that. But as of now, I have a 4.0 GPA. Wow. Wow. Uh, and yeah. this comes from somebody who was labeled as disabled, learning disabled. Yeah. That you, I probably couldn't make it. I was going to be in special needs schools. And now here I am saying like, I, with God, I can do it. Yeah. This is a beautiful thing because... This was the mountain in, in your life, Caleb, mm -hmm. that you were, had been diagnosed mm -hmm. by people and you believed. You know, the, the beauty of uh, being in Christ is that the Bible says if we're in Christ, we become a new creation. Mm -hmm. The old things pass away and behold, all things become new. Now, a lot of people don't believe that or they don't mm -hmm. understand how that works. And I love the fact that when you came kind of to the the crisis moment, you came to your fig tree and your mountain, mm -hmm. you know, the, the fig tree being the papers and the mountain mm -hmm. being the diagnosis that was over your life, mm -hmm. that suddenly Jesus just said, as he said in the storm in the boat when he stood up, peace, be still, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. I'm I, I am all that you need. I'm the God who created the universe. I'm the God who died for you so that you can be forgiven. I've promised you not only eternal life, but I've, I've promised you an abundant life here on this, this earth. Mm -hmm. I promise to be God to you, and of course, to do something in you that bears witness to the fact that God is God, that he is who he says he is. And I love the fact that it didn't come with a, you know, like a thunderbolt from heaven or anything, just a small, still voice that said, yeah. breathe, you know, <laughs> I'm with you. There's so many people out there that need to hear this and just feel like, wow, I, I, uh, what label has been put on you? What kind of a mountain stands in, in your way? that tells you you can go this far and no farther. And this mountain, this mountain will always be producing these repetitive fig trees, may I put these, these fruitless promises in your life. These, these, you'll, you'll try something and you'll fail. And you're not failing because you can't do it or God can't do it through you. You're failing because somebody planted a mountain in front of you and says, this is as far as you can go and you can't go any farther. But then the God who redeemed you, who indwells you, who loves you, says, no, you're going to become the person that I have called you to be. And there is no mountain in front of you that's going to stop that. And so I thank God, Caleb, that just through your story, that we find out today that Jesus Christ still answers prayer. I thought you should know that. You know, so many people just, you know, just think that uh, prayer is, 
you know, it's formulaic. You, you got to go to your knees and pull out your handkerchief and just uh, lament how bad you are and how much you failed. In your case, you were just hyperventilating, yeah. quoting scripture, <laughs> but it actually was prayer. Yeah. You were actually talking to God. I can do all things in Christ and strengthens me. And then that's your part. And then God says, okay, here's my part. Just calm down. Just breathe. Yeah. We're going to do this. And you're going to testify. So, you know, and he, he told you it would help other people. So here you are. Mm -hmm. uh, just a short time later, you're, you're, this podcast will be heard by a lot of people mm -hmm. in a lot of places. And I'm just wondering how many people out there you've been labeled by people. You've been labeled by a system. You've been labeled by maybe people close to you as uh, you're stupid. You'll never learn. Or the labels have all different kinds of names. Yeah. And you you try and try and you find that er your, most of your your own attempts are fruitless. But Jesus said, no, I want to talk to you not just about these little things. I want to talk to you about the whole mountain. Let's, let's believe that this mountain can be moved into the sea. Now, I want to just switch over to Johan, who is 22 years old, comes to us from India. And Johan has an amazing story. Uh, you know, to the Church of Philadelphia, the Lord Jesus Christ said, you have a little strength. You have, you've kept the faith and you've not denied my name. He says, behold, I will set before you an open door that no man can close. And Johan is one of the very few students that was able to get a visa in the season of COVID and come all the way from India to our Bible school here in the United States. Johan is a filmmaker by trade who came to the conclusion that he wanted to learn about Jesus Christ and begin to make Christian films in India for his own people. And so this is the burden God put on your heart, and now you tell us about tell us about the door that God opened before you and how He did that. Yeah, it it all started in, during the peak season of COVID when I got this email from Summit saying you have got received admission in Summit International School of Ministry and uh, your new semester is going to start this September, and I don't have a visa, and all the visa offices were closed and it was COVID and there was a lockdown and me and my mom, we were just, we were just praying, hoping that they'll open and that I get a visa. And then one day the, the visa offices opened and we heard news that no one was receiving any visas to America. Like uh, nobody, it, people were rarely getting visas. And plus I have a student visa. So I went to the visa office I prepared everything, all the questions. I, I looked up online the format of questions that they're going to ask for a student visa. Mm -hmm. I planned all of it. I prepared. I went, I was thorough with everything. And then I went there and then he asked me, what's your reason for going to America right now, to the States? And I said, I want to go study at Summit National School of Ministry. He said, why? And I said, I guess I just gave the format an answer that I prepared. Yeah. Oh, I want to go to learn about Christianity and, you know, grow my relationship with Jesus and this and that. And he was like, okay, okay. And after he asked all the questions, he looks at me and goes, um, Johan, I cannot offer you your visa because your reason is not strong enough. And with everything that's happening in America right now, I cannot let you go. And he just gave, uh, he gave me the rejection slip. He gave back everything. And he just handed it to me and said, I'm sorry. And he said, uh, I, I just cannot do anything. And I said, I have a scholarship. He said, I'm sorry, I really cannot do anything. And I was like, okay. And I was taking all my documents. I was putting it in my folder slowly. And then before I put it in, I just made a small prayer. I said, Lord, if it's your will, let, let your will be done. 
whatever's your will, let it be done. And I, I put all my documents in my folder and I was about to leave. He ran back. He ran back and he said, give me that back, give me that back. I was like, what is happening? And I gave it back to him. And then he looks at me and says, okay, nobody ever gets this chance. I've never done this before. Nobody gets it, ever gets a second chance at a visa office. But just because it's my last day of working here, I'm going to give you one more chance. And everything that I prepared went out of my head. My mind was empty. And then he looked at me and he's like, rest your case. And I did not know what to say. But, I, but then I just went all in. I started screaming and waving my hands. I said, I'm a filmmaker. And this is what I love doing. And I, I, I want to go here because I want to make my faith in Jesus as the foundation of my art. And in what, whatever I do, either photography or filmmaking, I want it to proclaim the gospel. I want this to be the main foundation and the center of it. And then I just kept screaming the whole time. And he was getting hyped. He was like, oh, you have some films. Let me see some of them. And I was sending him the link. And he was like watching the films. And I was like, what is happening? I'm in a visa office. And he looks at, he's looking at all my work. And then, he's, and then he goes, okay, Johan, um, this is good stuff. I'm, I'm going to approve your visa. And... I couldn't even believe what I just heard. And my mom keeps telling me that every time someone goes to her now, this happened last year and now it's, it's been a long time since I came here. And my mom, every time someone goes to my mom and asks, oh, where's your son? How is he doing? And my mom uses that opportunity to share this incident because it was nothing but the work of God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of people have an impression that prayer has got to be this this laborious, it's got to run, it has to be a marathon session. It has to have the right phrases. You have to hit the peak level of faith. I love the fact that you you came through an impossible door. Really, you did. And you your prayer was, now tell me again, how did your prayer go? Lord, if this is your will, let your will be done. Yeah. And it wasn't even, it was an inner prayer, right? Yeah, it was an inner Just prayer. Just between you and God yeah. inside. And he heard it. And that, that little prayer, that little whisper of a prayer, opened a huge door. And I have a feeling, Johan, that your life is going to accomplish something for the glory of God. In, because God has opened the door because you want to make Christian films. And you and I both know that the, the incredible need, but there's also an incredible hunger right now in the hearts of the people in, in, uh, in, in your part of the world. And I've seen it. I've been there. I've seen the, the crowds. I've seen the, this amazing hunger for God. And I'm just so excited about what the Lord is doing in your life and the fact that he opened this door, moved this mountain, which was the, this, uh, this invisible border that the visa represents. You know, that's, it is a mountain. If you, if you can't get it, you can't go anywhere. And the, the, the reality, I love the fact that you said you were screaming and your whole, your whole uh, presentation went to the wind, right? You know, it was gone. And uh, I believe that was the Spirit of God just took over at that point. Because what did he say to Philadelphia? I've set before you an open door and no one can close it. That's an amazing thing. You know, no one can, now, it couldn't be closed when you came here from India. But it can't be closed when you go back either. You know, there'll be, there'll, be, there'll be people there trying to tell you at some point, you can't do this. Christian mm-hmm. films are not going to be successful. Nobody's going to be interested. That's, that's another mountain. That's another door. And mm-hmm. it can be moved. And you know, because of what's in your heart, that yeah. 
thousands and thousands of young people are looking for a reason to live and a reason for the future. So our hearts are with you, and it's a real privilege to have you here with us. I have promised you uh, to take you out for Indian food because that's the one thing you said you missed. So I have uh, another four weeks to fulfill my promise to you, but I look forward to doing that. And, uh, and I think that's going to be a real good thing. So we see, we see Caleb brought out of a, a labeling, brought out of a, a lifelong sense of failure and inability to achieve uh, and made into a new creation by just a simple prayer, just a simple prayer. You know, and and and, and a, a discussion with God, and you, we see you coming from one country to another in an impossible time, because you've been ordained of God to make Christian films in India, and no one is going to close that door. So that's an exciting thing for me. And then Jody from Ireland, you have an exciting story about family that you and uh, and others in your family have been believing for for years. A mountain, you know. Sometimes you're uh, your story is somewhat similar to mine. I, I spent uh, 26 years praying for my dad's conversion and led him to the Lord one hour before he lost consciousness and went into a coma and eventually into eternity with God. And that last hour was the finest hour that I've ever had with my own father on the face of this earth where we talked about love, we talked about forgiveness, we talked about heaven. These are topics he would never address. Never address. I mean, it was it. It was at the very end uh, of his days that the Lord gave me the privilege. Uh, well, he was still he was still uh, lucid. He was still able to sit up in a chair. He was he was not incapacitated. Uh, I didn't know he was going to go into unconsciousness. Neither did he, but God knew, and God opened a door, moved a mountain. My own brother was was in the room when I led my dad to Christ and he he slid down the wall and he said and he went home went to bed for 3 days he was so shocked he said he said you know that dad never would have done that if he if he didn't mean it he said our dad was like an our dad was like a mountain he didn't move if he believed something didn't matter didn't matter if you could prove him wrong if he believed it. He was immovable. I don't know how else to describe it. Stubborn, I think, is the English word for it. Um, but he moved. The mountain moved at the end of his days. And Jody, you are believing uh, with your family. And so tell us, tell us what is the the prayer that you are believing God to answer, and how you're starting to see the the mountain is starting. You know, there must be there must have been uh, there must be something amazing when the mountain starts moving. I don't know how it moves, mm-hmm. you know, but it starts to move, and the mountain's starting to move in your family. So so tell us about that. So my story is about my grandfather. He was uh, raised in Morocco, a Muslim, and uh, he married my grandmother, a Serbian. Her name Mara, and they. Moved to Holland, had my mom and her sisters. And my mom, uh, she was raised under his Muslim influence, but her mom was a Christian. So she uh, became a Christian at a young age and just chose to follow Jesus, even though her dad like had her uh, learn the Quran and quote it and sometimes go to the mosque and Arabic school and everything. But my mom just knew that um, that Jesus is God and who mm-hmm. he is. So she was a Christian. And... Um, when she got older, her dad divorced with her mom, and uh, she met my dad and married my dad. And that made him, my grandfather, Ahmed, so angry that he chose to cut off all communication with her for 26 years or 27, almost 30. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so she had never seen her dad since that last conversation where he cut off all con- like cut off everything with her because she had chosen to marry my dad instead of some somebody he had chosen for her. So last year, uh, when I was a freshman at Summit, I actually was really burdened with like praying for my grandfather. I really just I I really wanted to see him again. And I didn't even know why. I had never even, I didn't have any pictures of him. I'd never known him. And he'd never been a part of my life. But I just really wanted to to see him and mm. to know him. So I prayed with my brother a lot. And I asked my mom about him. And she just, she just told me what she knew. And she didn't know anything else up to when he had left her. And um, then this year, she, one of her half-brothers reached out to her. One of, uh, yeah, and he just started calling her and texting her and just communicating with her. And one day she was cooking Moroccan food and she thought it'd be so nice to maybe show her half-brother. So she called him and then he was like, oh, Aziza, there's someone here who I want you to meet. She was like, okay. And he turned the phone and it was her dad again. So she's like, she was so scared and afraid to talk to her dad. And he, he just like, said hi how are you asked her about how many kids she had asked her what's she doing if she's still with my dad and they just are continuing to connect and I remember when she told me that she had talked to him again I was crying so bad I was like wow this is such a miracle honestly and um so they're just connecting and even though he's become more devout as a Muslim as he's gone older but I just, there was this promise that my great-grandmother had, actually, that all of her sons-in-law would come to Christ one day. And that's my grandfather. Mm. So I look at him and I think about him and I don't think of how hard it could be that he's Muslim and that maybe he won't follow Christ. But I look at him and I think of what a promise of a, a beautiful testimony will come out of this. And my dad even tells of how he's trying to force my mom to read the Quran and force my mom to go to the mosque. but um, all of it just seems like even more beautiful in a way because it's going to be such a greater testimony at the end whenever we see that God will do what he has promised to do. So for us, it's an answered prayer and still a prayer that's going to be answered. So, yeah. Oh, that is so exciting, Jody. I just <laughs> thank God for that. And uh, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know, you might have mentioned the length of time, but you tell your mom that it it took 26 years for me to reach my father. And I don't think there's any coincidence that you're talking about. It's somewhere between 26 mm-hmm. and 30 years. And um, But when we pray, mountains don't necessarily move in a moment of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did for Caleb, uh, did for Johan, but there's, there's other mountains that are just a little slower, but it will move. That's the promise. Mm-hmm. You speak to the mountain and just this, this deceptive uh, belief system that is entrapping members of your family. And uh, I want to encourage people that are are listening to this podcast and you have somebody in your family that maybe, you know, a circumstance would try to tell you to believe it's impossible. You know, this this kind of thing can't happen. But you see, the reality is that Jesus said, have faith in God for assuredly, I say to you. Now, God doesn't have to use the word assuredly, you know, but for our sakes, he does. Whatever God says has to happen. But he says, he puts a, an exclamation point on this, truly. In other words, you, you can take this to the bank. This cannot be challenged. This is absolute God-spoken truth. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed 
and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. So yeah, I think it's so important that when we're praying for family members or whatever our situation is, that we don't just focus on the mountain. We focus on the God who said this mountain will be moved. See, that's where faith comes from. It's not, it's not staring at the mountain and waiting for the thing to start to slide into the ocean. No, it's, it's looking at the Jesus who said, I said to you, I truly said to you. This is an exclamation point truth. If you speak to this mountain and you command it to be moved and don't doubt in your heart, you will have whatever you ask for. And then he, he puts a second exclamation point in verse 24 of Mark chapter 11. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. This is amazing. See, I thought today you should know that God still answers prayer. And it's been so great to have Johan, Jody, and Caleb here in studio to, as a demonstration of the fact that, that, that doors open. When God opens them, you're, it doesn't matter how big they are or how entrenched they are or how many people have said no visas are being given here. When God opens the door, God opens the door. God is the one who caused the immigration officer to scurry back and say, you know, present your case. I love that. Present your case. You already had presented your case, and you were you were turned down. Yeah. I, I love the fact that uh, that all like twenty six years of a, a, a diagnosis of the world over Caleb's life was broken by the diagnosis of God over Caleb's life. I know that. I know that. I was set free from years of struggling with fear in just a moment of time by a half of a verse of Scripture in the presence of God, because I, I actually happen to believe the half of a verse that says of God before us, who can be against us? And it was that verse that set me free from nine years of struggling with deep, deep-seated fear. God is still in the prayer-answering business. So I want to encourage you that are listening to this podcast to take a moment with us now and pray. Whatever your circumstances, I'm going to ask Caleb and Jody and Johan to take a moment each, maybe a minute or a minute and a half each, and just, just pray for people who are struggling with what you are right now or with what they have had to come through. Those that are have been labeled by society, those that are believing for family members, and those that have doors that seem to be closed and impossible to go through before them. But when we pray, God can open it. And I want you to believe with us. Remember Jesus said, for, for truly I say to you. And so let that, let that sink, let that be a, a thud in your spirit moment right now, that where it just falls down and say, God, I believe you. I believe you. I believe what you said. I, I, you didn't, you're not a liar. You cannot lie. The Bible says you're not a man. You can't lie. You, you, what you speak is the truth. And you said that whatever things I ask, if I believe that I will have them, I will have them. Now, we know the caveat to that, of course, is in the book of James. It says we, these are things we ask for according to the will of God. It is the will of God that Jody's uh, grandfather be saved. It is the will of God that Caleb go on and not just be a 4.0 student, but actually go into the academic field. It is the will of God that Johan not just go through this door, but go through every door that's going to be before him in the future and never say that anything is impossible with God. And, you know, you will convey that in your films. See, that you, 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 we can't convey more than we believe. 
and we can't we can't tell others to be more than what we really are because the 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 weight is is behind is in the life that's behind it. So, Johan, you start, and then Jody second, then Caleb close us out, and pray for those that are listening online right now. Lord, we come before you in prayer, Lord, and knowing that you're a God who listens to our prayers, and as we learn today that. Nothing is impossible with you. No mountain is too big for you. Mm. And no matter what people call us, Lord, we know that our identity is in you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that our stories are light to the world, Lord, Lord, and that everyone will see your work, Lord, that you've done in our lives, Lord, and that they will believe, Lord, Lord, that you can do the same work in their lives, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for listening to our prayers, Lord, and always being with us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Thank Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, I just want to thank you, God, for listening to us today, God, and for just answering our prayers, God. I just pray that we give hope to those listening today, God, and a hope that is a confident assurance in the ability of you, God, that we will know, God, that you are able and willing to do what you say you can do, God. Please help us to just be a light, God, and just just be so hopeful for what we pray for, God. Thank you, God, for being so good to us and for listening to us and giving us what we don't deserve, God, but for still caring about us so much. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you are so good to us. Thank you, God. Amen. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much just for the goodness of who you are and how kind you are to us and just how wonderful you are to us. Lord, I just pray right now that we do not find our identity in what man has labeled us, but we find our identity what you have labeled us. You have labeled us more than conquerors. You have labeled us children of the Most High God. Mm. You have labeled us free. You have labeled us loved. You have labeled us holy and unblemished by your blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just pray right now for anyone who is just held captive to the the labels that that this world has put on them. Someone who maybe be even close to them, like a family member or or a school or or whatever is put on them, Lord. I pray that by your power, by your word, that you will just rewrite those labels and put in the labels that you have given us, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that we can come to you and we can ask for help and that you are good and that you are just so kind to answer us. Thank you that you are such a wonderful friend to us in our times of needs and even in our times of happiness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just uh, want to thank you for everybody that's uh, listening to this podcast uh, who needs to believe you, to go through a door, to move a mountain, whatever the situation is, Lord. Oh God, you are still answering prayer in this generation. You haven't changed. Our thinking about you can change, but your word says that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Lord, I thank you that my faith has been encouraged by just knowing these young people and hearing their story. Give me the grace, God, to to always say yes and never consider any obstacle too great for you, Lord. I do pray, God, I do pray for your power to be made known again in this generation, for 
people to start turning to you in prayer and knowing these wonderful miracles, God, that you are able and willing to do. Bring home our lost family members, God, our, everyone that we love and is in the, under our influence, Lord God. Give us, give us this great joy, Lord, of seeing all of our family loving you and serving you. And Father, we thank you for this, and we praise you in Jesus' name. It's been so good to be here today. It's been so good to be with these fine, fine young people at our Bible school here at Summit International School of Ministry. These are people that I thought today you should know, and these are things that I thought you should know. Remember this one thing above all else, Jesus Christ is still in the business of answering prayer. So talk to him today. God bless you.